Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. We have a really interesting show for you, and I want you to tune in until the end uh, because we talk about some uh, a fascinating type of water called Wata, and we're going to go into the science of water, the structure of water. We're going to go into what is Ormus water. We're going to go into how you get water to transfer its energy to your body so that you're more energized, different techniques to structure your water, the benefits of doing all this stuff, why you want to bother. And really, I want you guys to be thinking more about water, thinking more in in how you hydrate your body and, and how you think about water, because it's not as simple as just drinking spring water, eight glasses a day. Um, that is really not the, the best way to go. It's one way to go to hydrate yourself. But what I find is that even with spring water itself, we need to think about structuring the water or adding minerals to it and, and doing things to it to help increase how it absorbs. And so, uh, so we talk about all those concepts and more on the show, but even more importantly, there's a water out there. It's called Wata, W-A-T-T-A-H-H, Wata. And you can learn more about that on aquanew.com and you can buy it on Amazon as well. And so this water is really interesting and we talk about the patent on it and how it works exactly. So it has a, this ditetra gas. It's basically the gaseous state of water is infused into just regular inert water. And we talk about all the properties of this water and how it's super hydrating. It feeds oxygen to your mitochondria. It feeds electrons to your body. It feeds hydrogen to your body. It feeds protons to your body. So it helps to ground your body. It's super hydrating. You can drink one liter of these. It's equal to four or five liters of regular water. It helps anything, supplements you take to absorb much better because this is supercharged water. So you can add supplements to it. You can add minerals to it. Um, you can add anything to it. It dissolves really, really easy. We talk about how you know, you can do a little experiment yourself, dissolve, say your citric cleanse or whatever um, in regular water and then dissolve it in the water. And you'll see how this is very active structured water and how supplements dissolve in it much, much easier. And they, they you know, absorb much better as well. And there's actually a study that Wata has done that shows that supplements uh, absorb seven to 10 times more when you take them with Wata versus regular water. Um, lots of research on Wata. And so MJ here that is on the show today, she is a water researcher. She's been studying water for 30 years. She studied with a disciple of Dr. Emoto in Japan. And uh, so I want to utilize her expertise to explain some of these difficult concepts about water and why Wata is also superior to other waters and why it's different and and why you want to be drinking it to enjoy all of its benefits. So I, I can't stress this highly enough. I love Wata and it's one of my it's one of my secrets. It's one of my kind of secret weapons in my health just to help super hydrate me, give me uh, structured water, uh, oxygenate my brain and my, my tissues and just give my body what it needs to be, uh, healthy and, and functioning. Cause for me, I want to do everything anti-aging, everything I can do to help improve my health. And one of the foundations is hydration. A lot of times people get these simple things wrong. They think it's some complex protocol they have to do, or they're not just, maybe they're just not taking the right supplement. I got to buy this, these 10 other supplements and 
you know, you really need to get hydration correct. This is the foundation of everything. And that's why I do so many podcasts on water. So let's get on with the show. Enough of the intro. Um, so I know you guys listening to the show, you're concerned about your, about detoxification, your body burden of toxins. So I created a quiz. You can take it heavymetalsquiz.com. It only takes a couple of seconds and you get a free video series about how to detox your body. And I answer a lot of your frequently asked questions about how to detox and, and testing and supplements and, and all these different things. So go take the quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com. So our guest today, M.G. Pingman, is an author, publisher, and small business owner who's written a number of books for doctors, naturopaths, and inventors. And in the 1990s, she became fascinated with water as a vehicle for the transmission of energy and information. And since that time, her research was focused on the significance of the liquid crystalline state of water. And her book, Dancing with Water, written with Melanie Evans and now in its second edition, uh, teaches the basics of bringing life and energy back to water. And it's uh, also, it's widely known for establishing both the scientific basis and the spiritual wisdom surrounding the world of water. MJ is committed to helping others gain an appreciation for water's multifaceted role in life on this planet and helping others connect with water on a deeper and more conscious level. And you can learn more about MJ and her work at dancingwithwater.com. MJ, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. I'm happy to be here with you. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your history, you know, how long you've been involved in working with water? You know, the history goes back a little ways, and um, one of those subjects that you never anticipate going going down the road, you end up going down. But many years ago, I think it was in the early 2000s, I was writing educational materials for groups that were involved in complementary medicine. And I met this fellow who had just come back from Japan. He had done some work with Dr. Emoto. Now, we know most of your audience knows Dr. Emoto as the messages from water scientist. Anyway, he was interested in putting some educational materials together for a product that he'd come up with, which was a structured water product. And I'd never heard of that concept way back then. This is 20 some years ago. And so I tried his product and I was really quite impressed, very impressed. So I decided I would do some writing for him. And the biggest problem with that was that at that point in time, there was nothing to validate what he was saying. The products seemed to work. We loved Dr. Moto's work. This was way back when, even before that really had gained acceptance. So I was excited about the product, but there was no literature to support it. I kept bumping into this Korean doctor and every time I'd bump into the name, it was spelled differently. Supposedly, he had some evidence that there was some science behind all of this, but there was nothing in English. So, you know, I just kept looking and searching, and we were doing okay with the writing. It wasn't too long after that that I got contacted by another company, a Korean company who was marketing a structured water device. So in connecting with that company and, and doing some writing for them, I said to the owner who was Korean, the next time you go to Korea, see if you can find this scientist may have even written a book 
because we need something to stand on here. You're, you're getting hammered a little bit by the scientific community who, who calls this snake oil. It was one of those. It was on the edge, right? I said, we need some support. So one Sunday morning, I got a phone call from Korea. And this fellow was there having lunch, very well accredited scientist of water. And he did have a book. It had been translated in Japanese, but nothing in English. And so the question for me that Sunday morning was, are you interested in helping him publish his book in English? Anyway, that's how I got my background into the molecular structure of water. Over the next nine months, I received some very high science awards in Korea, just not the the English community was not aware of him. And so, and still, you know, it's still a hard one to explain to a certain degree, but we have a lot more today than we did. So we spent the next nine months getting his material together and uh, we published his book under the title, The Water Puzzle and the Hexagonal Key. So that's maybe a good introduction to this whole subject for your audience. He was the one who coined this term hexagonal water. And there's a connection there with the hexagonal snowflake type snow crystals that Dr. Emoto was showing. So there is this interesting connection at a, at a I'm going to say, a, as above, so below kind of level, where this hexagonal structuring at a molecular, molecular level is visible at the snowflake level. And Dr. Mushik John did a really good job in his book of helping to describe how water could even be structured. I mean, we think of the word structure and we think brick and mortar. And water is not structured like that because it's too mobile, it's, you know, it's too dynamic. But there are circumstances where because water is a polar molecule, those molecules will line up and form a repeating hexagonal geometry. Then there is a bit more stability there are um, the interesting thing. Let me go back. That Dr. Mushik John did was he had he did some science with the human body. He is the one who showed originally that the DNA is surrounded by this hexagonal geometry very tightly. In fact, it supports the DNA. The first computer simulations that they ever ran, the DNA fell apart. It was the water that provides the stability. And in healthy DNA, that water right around the DNA is structured with this specific geometry. However, he also showed that cancerous DNA did not have the same level of structuring. And so the DNA itself was not, not as stable. He is the one who made some interesting connections between aging and the amount of structured water that we hold in our bodies, showing that youthful bodies had a greater degree of this particular structuring in the water and that that dissipated with age. He, um, he did some of the first clinical studies that showed that drinking this type of water improved bowel transit time through the colon, which has some interesting implications for people who you know, have a hard time staying hydrated and, and end up with constipation. Um, he showed there was connections with the immune system. He showed there was connections in the respiratory system. So, you know, he really established some groundwork that 
then scientists could kind of launch from. Anyway, it was a great privilege to work with him in the beginning and to get my understanding of this topic and be able to continue to do some writing. And honestly, you know, after we published his book, I devoted the rest of my life to the study of water. Honestly, that's kind of how it came about. I was just so intrigued by the whole thing. And yet, even with publish the publication of his book, we still got a lot of flack. Back in those days, if you had looked up either his name or my name on the internet, we would have showed up on all the Quack Watch sites. <laughs> I love that. Well, now that's like a badge of honor. And that means well, you're doing, you know, doing right. <laughs> true. And now we've moved on to some other things that, you know, that still keep us on the cutting edge. And maybe we'll have a chance to get into some of those today. But that's that's kind of the background and give your audience a little bit of information on. And maybe I can go into some greater detail with some, you know, later on what makes this structure so important and how does it really happen? I don't want to get too scientific with your audience, but. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I think a lot of people don't really understand, you know, that they're maybe drinking filtered water, but they, that they need to restructure it as well. Um, and there's other, you know, you can also do infrared saunas and get, you know, uh, you know, create structured water in your body as well. And that's why they are, they help, you know, keep you stay young. And that's a great explanation that you just mentioned about the losing structured water as we age. Um, but let's talk about, you know, how people can get structured water in, in their bodies. What are your kind of suggestions for in, increasing that? I guess, honestly, the first thing that I have to say, because to, to answer the question, there are lots of different devices that have been created. But honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind when you ask this question at this moment is spend time in nature. Because all of the resonances and all of the frequencies of nature, true nature, I mean, certainly we live in a day and an, an age where we are isolated from the earth. Standing on the earth is important. That whole concept is another story entirely. But being exposed to the frequencies of nature frequency and sound is one of the things that will bring molecular structure to water and it's one of those ways that nature does it i mean and that's what our investigation has been all about now i'm going to say too that i have a a co-author of the book that i ended up writing which is called dancing with water and she and i have been involved over the last number of years of just kind of identifying the ways that nature does this anyway that we've gotten away from and some of the things that stop nature from holding the water in its natural structure like this. You told me you had some study of Victor Schauberger's work and he was the classic example of this. He was, he was looking to nature to find, you know, find, find the truth. Honestly, he was not educated in, in the traditional system. So how can people, how can people do this? Spend time in nature, number one, for their bodies. That will help their bodies to hold the resonance. So one of the things that nature does is keep water moving. And Victor Schauberger did a lot of work with vortices, showing that vortices organize matter. He did some interesting experiments in Germany a long time ago showing that if they put tiny particles in a vortex, those particles would come together so tightly that it was like a, a you know, a ball of cement at the end because vortices organize matter, including water. 
So whenever water is moving, it's creating vortices on different levels. They can be big ones that you and I see, but honestly, every time water hits a hits a rock, it curls back and creates a vortex. So nature is keeping water moving for the most part. It provides spaces for movement. It provides spaces for stillness. And all of these things come together to help keep the structure of water. For people, we've found that spinning water within a magnetic field is a very good and very simple way to create this type of water that's you know that's easy to drink so there are devices out there i mean seriously people could tape magnets to a pitcher and stir it and that would affect the water so one of the things melanie and i wanted to do when we wrote the book dancing with water was say hey it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg it doesn't have to be difficult you have things that you can do now that will that will support the structure of the water in your body and provide ways for you to drink it every day because honestly one of the first little books that i wrote was testimonials from people who were just drinking this type of water and they were all over the place you know from improvements in energy and well-being to improvements in uh, respiratory conditions and i don't want to mention a lot of things because that you know that's one of those things we we can't really get into these days without getting in trouble but but honestly, there is a plethora of things that improve for people, everything related to hydration. So just spinning water within a magnetic field is easy. But um, tuning forks will bring structure to water. Of course, you've got to be particular about the frequencies that you choose. But there are, all, there are many, the solfeggio frequencies. I'm sure your crowd is familiar with those kinds of things. Um, they'll all bring structure to water. And one of the most beautiful resonances that will bring structure to water is the resonance of the earth. So placing a glass of water on the earth in the quiet stillness or at night to be exposed to the stars, those those frequencies, all the frequencies in nature are helping to support the structure of the water on the planet, and they can be used by ourselves too. So frequencies, sound, light, all kinds of things will bring structure to the water. Well, that's how we make tea in Texas. We put the tea bags and the water on the ground in the sun and let it, there you, uh, go. you know, and that's why that tea tastes so good. Sure. <laughs> and the sun's infusing the, the tea into the water. So you've got all of those elements going on. Oh, yeah. 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 And so uh, that's interesting. You talk about the, the biofield tuning forks. I talk about that a lot for helping to, you know, use frequencies to release emotional traumas from your energy field. And also with water, I literally, I say commands. I use words to infuse water with information and then drink it and, and lots of interesting things you can do. Um, but so in your, your book that you wrote, Dancing with Water, you use the term full spectrum living water. Is that what you just explained right there? Kind of in part, let me go into the details of that. There is, there is creating structure to water. And then there's bringing some other elements into the water to give it this full spectrum and, and the life force. So like I said, there are many ways to bring structure to water, including all the ones that we mentioned. But you also want that water to remain structured. That was always a question that we got a lot of uh, grief from the scientific community on. You can't stabilize this, you know. Yes, it may be stable around the DNA, but you've got, you know, electrical forces there at play that, that help hold the structure of the water. But you can't hold this in a glass of water. Well, 
if you create a degree of what physics refers to as quantum coherence, if you create coherence, you can create a substance that although it's dynamic and although, let me explain the water network before we go too far. Water is a polar substance. It has a positively and a negatively charged side, which means that another water molecule is going to be attracted to the, you know, either the positive or negative side of, of the next one. And so water is in, so water is a network. Typically, it's a, it's a randomly organized network where we've got all these water molecules that are attracted to each other. So, and, and most of the time, that's random. But other, under some circumstances that we talked about, water will begin to arrange in hexagonal rings. And those hexagonal rings can line up in sheets to create a coherent domain where... Yes, each one of those molecules is a separate unit, but coherence means there's a relationship between them and that they function as a whole. So that's like a sheet blowing in the wind, you know, and maybe that's kind of behind the wave motion, you know, water's a laminar substance. So um, it's also my best example of coherence is a school of fish. They all swim together. They don't turn and then somebody else turn. It's not like a, a wave in a football field. It's not like that. It's like when they turn, they all turn together. How do they know to do that? They're operating at a level of coherence. And so um, you want to bring coherence to the water. And there are things that can be done there too. So that the, I mean, we've measured the stability of the, of the water for, for days and days sitting on a counter. As long as it's not exposed to some of the things that mess with the structure of water, like our electromagnetic fields, the Wi-Fi, the cell phones and all that. If you keep it away from all of that or protect it, and there are ways to do that too, um, the water will maintain its structure for a long time. Okay, so you need to bring coherence to the water. And when you do that, you can measure a field begin to develop around the water. Water's got a field of energy around it because it's living, it's a living essence. And that's another point too that we really want to communicate for the, for the world. We just need to get used to treating water as a, as a life force, a, a living, breathing essence. But the, the greater the degree of life force that the water can hold, improved by structure and coherence, the greater, you know, field that it will emanate, which can be measured um, with photo cap photon capture techniques. Anyway, then you, you, you want to be sure that the water has minerals. We can talk about that at some point. And then the water must be exposed to these frequencies in nature. Then we have what we call full spectrum living water. And it's, you know, it's an energy field is measurable, just like yours and mine. And that's a tall order. That's a tall order for your water. <laughs> Correct. It and it, and it's, water and it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be so hard. <laughs> yeah. Those are your water goals, you know, to have yes, all, the, all those boxes go. checked. But what about minerals and water? So you mentioned that I talk a lot about minerals on this podcast and their importance. And and so how do minerals affect water? Because I put uh, minerals in my water. I, I, you know, uh, vary different types of minerals, but, you know, you need, you need minerals to hold on to that water, correct? Can you talk about the whole interplay of, of minerals and water? Yeah, you know, some people say that, you know, it, 
how can you maintain a structure, you know, these hexagonal structures that are linked together if you add minerals to the water? Well, you know, it's a good question. It's one that actually took me a long time to figure out a way to explain, but minerals actually act as nucleating zones. And what happens with the minerals, if minerals go into water in an ionic form, they also have a charge. So now you have charged minerals in a water that's got a little bit of a charge to each side of it. So what happens is that water is attracted to the charge on the minerals and it builds a layer around each mineral, each ion, the smaller, the better. And that's why we like to add minerals in the form of salts. And I know you have probably talked about this as well on many occasions because they're in ionic form. They act as nucleating zones. The water will form a layer of hexagonal ring structure around it that's very tightly held to those mineral ions. And then the layers outside are a little bit less and less and less tightly held. But as you build this, it, it becomes a coherent domain. And because of the charges that happen, when you add one, one hexagonal ring structure to the next one, the, in order to hold that structure, the water has to kick out a proton. Now, I don't want to get too technical, but structured water has a negative charge to it. So these domains of structured water around each mineral have got a negative charge to them. That means there has to be a positive charge outside of that domain, and that'll be positively charged. But of course, now you have a deeper level of complexity going on here where you have negatively charged domains attracted to the positive areas, which are attracting the next domain, and you build a deeper level of structure to the water. And this water, because of the minerals, holds its structure. Minerals help hold the structure. Ocean water is very structured medium. The minerals hold the life force. In many ways, they are the life force. And so you're able to carry the minerals with this more energized form of water that is able to deliver them at a cellular level because the water is more vibrant. Often getting minerals into the cell is just about knocking on the cell door, the cell membrane with energy. You know, you got to have energy to get the water in. So minerals very important and and then they just add to the complexity of the structure yes and so you have a book and or you have a chapter in your book on the importance of gases in water and so this is a interesting concept as well can you talk about that and some of the benefits that that can provide we have this chapter called um well we go into the to the whole several chapters actually but one chapter is called therapeutic types of water and of course, the obvious gases that are contained in water are hydrogen and oxygen. And hydrogen and oxygen are the energy currencies of the body. So water will always have a degree of free hydrogen and free uh, oxygen in it, but often not a lot. If you enhance the water by adding more hydrogen and more oxygen, it does a similar thing like the minerals do, and you, got, you can end up building greater complexity to the structure of the water. So that kind of thing is easily explained. And by adding um, more hydrogen, there's lots of uh, therapeutic benefits for doing that. P um, people can imagine the same is true for adding oxygen to the water. And uh, carbon dioxide is another thing as well. It's a trace gas, but it's very important in maintaining the bicarbonate buffering system 
in the body. So you need carbon dioxide in the water too. And uh, enhancing the water with these gases will provide therapeutic waters, which just have their own benefits. And so there's also a growing interest in the concept of Ormus. So what is that exactly? And and what does uh, Ormus have to do with water? Fun subject. Once again, breaks the rules. Scientists are kind of still ignoring this whole idea. But uh, back in the 1990s, a fellow was uh, doing some interesting mining for gold. And he, he, uh, the land and the minerals showed up gold. But when he went through the refining process, all he ended up with was this white powder. And your, your, uh, your audience may already be making this connection between gold and white powder gold. And now we're talking about Ormus. Um, Ormus is a high spin state of matter where atoms are spinning so rapidly that they they become inert. They don't want to have anything to do with any other atoms. So they like to stay isolated in this high spin state. And their properties change. Obviously, gold turned into something that wasn't gold for this fellow who was mining. And he he had to go through a long process to figure out just what was going on. Well, they spin so fast that they develop an energy field around them in maintaining their isolation. Uh, They don't want to combine with any other elements. They don't want to form compounds. They would like to just spin as individual atoms or tiny groups of atoms. And this energy field is called a Meissner field. They don't want to interact with with other atoms, but the Meissner fields themselves can create this coherent domain. And in a coherent domain of energy fields, Meissner fields, energy can be transmitted with zero resistance, theoretically. So that honestly is the definition of superconductivity. And that's energy transfer right now. It's energy transfer, clear, clear signals, powerful signals beyond the way that crystals can transfer signals because it's in the now. And according to science, it's not possible at room temperature. But this is where Ormus is is giving us an opportunity to look at the rules and say, hey, maybe, maybe it's time to Look at these rules again and rewrite some of the textbooks. Turns out that natural spring water has a high degree of these elements spinning in their high spin state. Not all elements will will do this. And let me explain what happens. Um, Before I do that, let me say also that plants that are watered with Ormus enriched water grow faster and they yield bigger fruit. And they have some uh, tolerances to insects and drought and that kind of thing. And when humans drink this Ormus enriched water, they've been, they have reported new states of well-being and new states of consciousness. Besides some, some other interesting benefits as well. I won't go into all of those, but water, when it comes naturally to the surface of the earth, brings their elements in this high spin state. So like I said, Not all elements will enter this high spin state. It's about the condition of the outer electron shell around these atoms. And all atoms have a different number of protons and electrons. Those electrons are organized in shells around each atom. And when they fill one shell, they begin another. So some in some atoms, 
that outer shell is not filled because it doesn't have that many electrons. And this is why elements tend to combine with each other. You know, it makes sense. They, they will share electrons so that they can have a full electron shell. But there's another way that they can find balance and stability for that outer electron shell. And that's when two electrons decide to spin together. Two unpaired electrons in that outer electron shell can spin together. And I'm oversimplifying, but when that happens, that's what causes these atoms to spin in this really high spin state and to isolate themselves. So it's called Cooper pairing. When that happens, the Orma state um, comes into being, and then that atom is, is trying to isolate itself and and uh, and keep it, stay in that high spin state. So not all of the elements will enter this because of the condition of their outer electron shell. But we we have identified a number, things like gold, um, silver, platinum, palladium, iridium, rhodium, osmium. Those are some of the first. Um, and since then, others have been identified. But it would appear when we do biofeedback testing, and that's one of the things that Melanie and I do a lot to test, you know, the efficacy of, you know, what we're looking at and what we're doing with the water. How much are we affecting the body's response to to this new form of water? When we do biofeedback testing, the Ormus is very well received by the body. In fact, they've found large quantities of it in the brain. So we don't know everything except that depending on the elements that are spinning in the high spin state, when you add them to water, you can activate these elements. If they're in the water, they can be activated. And there are ways even spinning the water within a magnetic field, which is this way of structuring the water, will also activate Ormus elements, which can be very interesting. It's another one of those therapeutic waters that I mentioned uh, we we identify in the book Dancing with Water. So the way that people make this is they gather salts because the ocean is the best way to find these trace elements that are high in Ormus elements. And then there are ways to concentrate them. And there are Ormus products that people can find on the on the internet that have some interesting benefits. Most of the research has probably been done with gold and there are some beautiful benefits there, even with anti-aging and, and uh, psychological, emotional benefits for for drinking ormus in the water so yeah there is a there is an interest in in ormus that's coming and it has some connections to some other things okay, interesting interesting yeah and so you also have a you've written an in-depth article on your website about wata so this is a water i've talked about before and i've had the, the inventor rob Corley on the show and that's infused with a dietetra gas so it's like the gaseous state of water infused into water. So can you share some of your research and insights on Wata? Because I love this Wata. I've been drinking it for years and I had a really profound experience with it when I first started drinking it. I was pretty much high for about four days. Uh, I really, it just, I got a lot of, uh, you know, energy and oxygen to my brain and it clearly started working a lot better. And, uh, and so I just uh, want to tell as many people as I can about Wata and its benefits. What are your experiences with it? I love your experience first because mine was a little bit more subtle, but um, we get lots of inquiries from people asking, you know, do you know this product or was this one any good or whatever? And it was Melanie that said, hey, we got we to gotta look at this one. She's more of an intuitive and very sensitive, and she uh, she's the one that alerted us to. So we we you know we read the website and we went, whoa, this is different. 
this isn't one of those designer waters that people are making, just adding frequencies to the water. No, this was very different. So I read the white papers and then I got in and I read the patent documents and then I got really, really excited. So you've said that this is the addition of a gas to water. And the beauty of it is that the gas is only made of water. It's not, you know, it's, uh, it's two water molecules that are combined with some extra electrons. And here again, this is one of those that breaks all the rules because there's no way to explain this according to science. That's, that's not going to work. That's not possible. What happens with this? You can't add those hydrogen atoms to two, two molecules of water. Where does, It doesn't work according to the standard definition of, of science. So I was really excited about that. And we decided to try it. So our experience was just, Wendy, we took the water as it was and drank it for three months or approximately. And we did biofeedback testing. Wendy, it was so off the charts that we practically had to design a new chart, you know, to even get it on the chart. It's so energetically off the chart. The biofeed from the biofeedback perspective, and you know, if we were feeling a little down, or if we were, if the, a cold was approaching, or something like that, that was really, you know, what could help fight back from our perspective. But then we we said to ourselves, "Hey, the water is still empty." That's our term for demineralized water. What's going to happen when we add the minerals? So we've talked about all these subjects now. What does happen in Wata when you add the minerals? Well, we came to some ways to add the minerals, and we got an even, you know, even greater response on the biofeedback. Everybody's in a different place, and we found that it was really better to do this at a slow pace add the minerals then slowly. The body has to get used to receiving minerals in this much of an energized state, but there was that much more benefit. Yeah, I agree. People, you know, minerals really detox the body and people are, most people are severely deficient in minerals. And when they take something like Wata, it really gets those minerals into your cells. It really helps any nutrient get into your cells much more efficiently so you can actually absorb them and you have to be careful with minerals they're, they're going to detox you and people can have detox reactions and things like that good good point to alert your audience to because the minerals are valuable but you know as with anything new that's that powerful you you know you're going to be careful just start slow and some people require more minerals i have my own adrenal issues and i require more minerals than melanie you know my co-author of the book but um anyway we we added the minerals and we and we thought okay so what's next what else can we do with this water and we have a ceramic water cradle we call it that really helps this whole coherence idea for water so we put the water in that and we thought okay let's take it to another level but you know some interesting things happened and after a couple of days we were we were testing the water it was like hey don't drink this we went, wait a minute, what's what's happening here? So looking deeper and, you know, thinking about this more, reading some more, you know, reading again through the research, it dawned on me that this water was in an Ormus state. And Ormus has an interesting noted property that it will tunnel because it's trying to 
Ormus in water is beautiful. And Ormus sticks in water happily because it it can isolate itself and create little cages in the water. Those cages, of course, then create coherent domains where those domains can line up to be if it's if it's an ormus thing going on those cages are transferring energy like we said in a superconductive way and that can explain a lot of interesting things about the energy here that's in this water so it dawned on me that maybe this gas itself was a high spin gas and that's what was going on there so i went back and read the read some of the uh, studies that rob had done when he submitted his patent. And one of the things that I found was this interesting conductivity resistivity study where he showed that when you added the gas to the water, the electrical conductivity was going down, which it shouldn't. When you add anything to water, remember distilled water doesn't conduct energy very well, electricity very well. So when you add anything to water, especially minerals, but anything, it's the, the conductivity should have increased, but it didn't. The other thing that happened was that resistivity also went down. And that doesn't make any sense either, according to the rules. If conductivity goes down, that's because there's more resistance. But this didn't happen. Unless you think about this ditetra gas as an ormus gas, which is spinning so rapidly that it's got Meisner fields around it that can create a coherent domain and now transfer energy at superconductive levels. I don't think anybody has shown this, but that's our hypothesis and that actually fits a lot of what's going on. So the other thing that was a big clue that uh, this was enormous thing going on was that Mr. Gordley did uh, an interesting study where he sent the titetra gas through a membrane along with molecular oxygen. Well, which of those is bigger? Ditetra gas has got two oxygens and four hydrogens and extra electrons next to two oxygens in molecular hydrogen. So which one is bigger? Well, the obvious answer is that the ditetra gas is bigger and it'll come through the membrane last, but it didn't. went through first. And that's a that's an indicator of enormous gas because when that spins like this, what is what happens in a vortex? You organize and condense matter. So now we have, you know, a smaller molecule because it's spinning so fast. And the last big clue for me in saying this is, you know, what we've got here in the Wata is a superconductive water is that nobody could really explain what was going on with these hydrogen um, these extra electrons, unless there are two pairs of Cooper paired electrons there, and that's what causes everything to spin. So, you know, to us, it was like, okay, this one's really obvious. We have limited methods in our scientific community of really looking at the molecular level and the atomic subatomic level. I think in the next few years, we're going to improve on that. But at this point in time, we have to just look at the evidence. And the evidence says, hey, this is amazing water. And no wonder you would feel such a surge of energy. No wonder other people feel as much. That water is fully energized, capable of sending signals right now, clear, clean, crisp signals to your body. 
everything's going to work better. Those minerals are going to go in better. I mean, and that was that was our big aha about Wata was, yeah. hey, you know, and that's why it was it was not doing well. I'm, I'm going to explain this, too, because that's not it did not do well in that ceramic container because it was actually breaking the container down very slowly. Typically, ceramic and water don't interact. The high heat, you know, keeps keeps that interaction from happening. And then I remembered something that uh, that Rob had said about putting it in glass. Well, the same thing would be happening. There are little tiny pores in glass. And then the, the Ormus tunnels because it's trying to stay isolated. You know, it just goes for those little spaces, but ends up, because of the energy in it, it ends up starting to break that down. So there are things in glass that typically, you know, do not transfer to the human body. But under these circumstances, we got, hey, keep keep the water in the plastic. And when we did the biofeedback testing on all of that, we yes, that plastic is actually quite inert with the with the energy field of the water. It's actually keeping it away from the plastic for some reason. The interaction of the plastic is not the same as the little pores. The little pores are different enough that the plastic is okay. And I understand that the Gorleys have done energy experiments where they've shown photon capture techniques that show that the energy of the water after two years sitting in that plastic bottle is still very vibrant and very alive, you know? So we're excited about Wata and I, and I know you are too. Yeah. I love Wata and I, people do have resistance sometimes to it. Like, Oh, it's, that's in plastic. I don't buy water in plastic. This is not the same. This is not water. Okay. It's not, this is a, something that has supercharged with oxygen and electrons and energy and it, your mitochondria run on oxygen. So they, they do run on nutrients and things like that for the Krebs cycle, but the, one of the main ways they operate is through oxygen. So this water feeds your mitochondria oxygen. And as a result of the, the electrons and hydrogen, all this stuff energizing your body, uh, you're, you feel a lot better. You, your brain lights up. Uh, my brain lit up. I mean, it was just really a surreal experience. And, and I, you know, I knew that there was something to this water and I've been talking about it for years and it's just, I had a lot more energy as well. I was having trouble sleeping I, just for a, few, a couple of days, but I wasn't tired at all, even though I was just so stimulated. I probably drank way too much when I first started. Could, <laughs> I was just, could have. Yeah. I think I just like, woohoo. And I just drank a whole liter of it. And you're supposed <laughs> to start with like a quarter liter, but I was like, forget it. I'm just going to drink it. Um, but yeah, and it's super hydrating. It's just, it's, uh, it's not your typical water. You don't need to worry about the plastic the benefits, uh, I mean, are just off the charts. So we, we don't care about the plastic uh, in this instance. It's not interacting with the water. That's, that's you know, the result of our investigation. That was our experience and in, in our look at it. It's not interacting with the plastic. So, you know, don't worry about the plastic. In fact, when we make, you know, we've explored other ways to use the water too. And we just have to think first, hey, no, we're not putting this in a glass atomizer. You know, we're, we're it's, it's keep it in plastic. So, yeah, your people should know that because there is an aversion to plastic, but it doesn't need to be in this case. I normally agree. would I say agree. yes, but not not under these circumstances. So, yeah, we've had guys, fun playing with it. 
Yeah. And if you guys want to learn more about Wata, I did, I've done two podcasts with Rob Gorley that you guys can listen to. Um, but so, so tell me more about your experience with Wata. Are there any other applications that you're using it for besides just, you know, drinking it for hydration and oxygen and electrons, et cetera? Well, whenever we think of anything that we do with water, we, we end up thinking, Hey, what if we did it with Wata? And so, you know, we just look at as many ways as you can imagine to use the Wata instead of just regular water. And often we find, well, most of the time we find that how we use it is a little bit different, that we need less of whatever it is we're doing. Um, one of the first things that I tried was was something that Mr. Gorley had recommended in some of his papers was the use of this uh, facial steamer. You know, it does make your face soft. But what I noticed was my eyesight improved because I left my eyes open in the steamer. And so as I did this very faithfully for a number of weeks, and I haven't maintained that, but very faithfully for a number of weeks, my eyesight was definitely improved. And I know he's done research with ophthalmologists who are getting some amazing benefits for the eyes. Now your eyes are all water, you know, they're water. So giving them this form of water is very healing and very soothing. And I, um, I actually use a nebulizer and putting the Wata in the nebulizer rather than other things or along with other things, you get the benefit of the nebulizer in warp speed, but just using it by itself is very soothing for the respiratory tract, whether or not you've got something going on or not. And I'll even put that on my eyes and let that nebulized wata just go on my eyes. It's kind of a lot easier than getting a facial steamer out. So that one's that one's very fun. Uh, Melanie was telling me the other day that one of her grandchildren um, got a boo-boo and she put some lavender essential oil in a bottle of wata and sprayed it on him. And he, you know, it was almost immediate for him. He was out playing again. And that, that was, that was that. So anything that you would normally do in regular water, think about trying it in the Wata. It doesn't often take very much, but yeah, little things like that. We recently exploring clay as a detox in the Wata. And that's been fun because it takes very little clay. Clay is one of those substances that's got huge surface area, negatively charged. So of course it attracts all, a lot of the stuff that we're trying to get rid of, those heavy metals and a lot of pollutants. Uh, pharmaceutical um, residues, that kind of thing in the body, um, positively charged bacteria and all that. Anyway, a clay cleanse for the intestine, supporting the liver and and all the other eliminatory organs is, you know, has been very valuable. But I did an interesting experiment in the beginning. We like to use hydrated clay. So we just put a tablespoon of clay in a cup of water and just let the water imbibe into the into the clay and then shake it up and just take a little tiny bit a couple times a day with a cup of wata but what i noticed when when we when i put the water in wata i put some some wata and some filtered water and just let the clay imbibe and it the that process of the water getting into the clay happened faster in the wata but the really fun thing was that when the when the water had completely permeated the the clay the clay will fall to the bottom and you'll get pretty clear water on the top with a you know with this lump of clay at the bottom 
except in the Wata, it, the water wasn't clear. So I had two bottles of, of, of water with clay in it. In the Wata bottle, it, the clay was interspersed in the water, which just gives you this understanding that there's energetically something more going on in that water. The, the filtered water was clear and the clay was at the bottom after a couple hours, but not in the Wata. It was all throughout. So it was being dispersed and you were getting this very organized, coherent domain developing. And I, you know, I just knew intuitively what was going on there. So I, I've heard what Rob Gorley was saying that say you're taking supplements and maybe things that don't dissolve very well, like my citra cleanse. <laughs> it doesn't dissolve that great water. Um, but you can put that in Wata and use probably a lot less of it. And it will dissolve much easier, faster. It'll absorb a lot, be absorbed a lot better by your body, metabolized a lot easier. And so that's, um, you know. Yeah, and just... you probably need a little bit less. I'm not helping your sales, but. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's okay. You know, it's it's one of those things like why not take taste, you know, take less of it or use a All quarter right. or a half of what you actually need because you're absorbing more of it because it doesn't matter what you supplement with or eat. It only matters what you absorb. Um, it you know. takes energy to digest. And you give your body all these supplements, it still has to work with them. But if you can give the body less and have the same effects, and that's the beauty of everything, you know, the body's saying yes to that one. And I think that it's really profound that, you know, you can take, say, peptides or or minerals and absorb more of those or any kind of, you know, put them in your smoothie and just you're going to absorb way more of that than you you normally would. Um, but there's also a lot of other uses for Wata also. I mean, I actually will use it on my face. I'll spray it on my my skin uh, before I go to bed. There's just like, there's so many different uses for it. It's also a potent detoxifier um, because it it energizes your cells and it, it gives a, a negative charge to your cells. So they work better and they detox better also. It's not just about nutrients getting in, the toxins get out as well, The like in the cellular byproducts. Correct. Yeah. Like I said, anything you think of, that you can do with water, consider trying it with Wata and just just notice the difference because and like yourself, I spray my skin, especially after a sunburn. That works wonderful. I'll spray my eyes every night before I go to bed. And that's, you know, that's that's all good. Yeah, I hadn't thought about steaming my face and getting the the gas in your eyes because Rob talks about using his wit machine. This wit machine is how they create the gas that they infuse into the water. And they, he has doctors, ophthalmologists spraying people's eyes and they're regaining their vision, improving their vision. Uh, so I hadn't, I was like, well, I need to get my hands on that wit machine. So I don't have to wear glasses anymore. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you, if you can steam, steam, you're going to release the gas and, and but the, the nebulizer was even easier, Wendy, because a nebulizer, you know, you use, you're using less Wata. You you don't have to steam for 20, you know, for you just have to read a book and put this in your eye. <laughs> there it is. Put it. Okay. You yeah, can be doing something else. You don't have to have your face over a steamer. Of course, yeah, the okay. nice heat on the face is good too. But anyway, okay, nice. yeah, I found that easier. That. Great. The nebulizer works good for your eyes. Yeah. So any other insights on Wata or anything else that you can, you can think of any benef more benefits and like that oh not off the cuff other than that you know we're just we're just very excited and you know we know that as soon as the lid comes off on some of the science that's been hidden from from us for many years that uh, some interesting things are going to come out about this gas 
honestly, it was the gas when I read the patent documents that got me excited. And I thought, oh my gosh, these things are not possible. And yet they were. And that's exactly what we found when we did our research with it. These things are not possible. And yet there they were. And I think the point is, yeah, this is not like typical bottled water. This is a as extremely energized, oxygenized, healing water uh, that I think everyone needs to be drinking. There are, especially people have like, you know, lung issues or they're having trouble breathing. You know, my uncle was in the hospital. He was hospitalized and he had, he has COPD and he was having trouble breathing. I'm like, go, go, go to my, go to my mom's and grab that water. And my, my mom, I have her drink it and her husband and my cousin went to get some water and bring it to him. And he was doing so much better because he wasn't able to get that lung, the oxygen from his lungs. He did it to the back door. He drank this water with oxygen and was able to oxygenate his tissues. So there's a lot of applications in that way as well. I will say something else. You know, when we when we connected with Wata, and especially when our body is connected with Wata, we actually quit endorsing a lot of hydrogen-enriched water products because the Wata delivers it in balance. And our bodies were saying, no, I don't want that hydrogen-enriched water anymore, and I don't want that oxygenated water anymore because you've given me something that delivers it in a better balance. And that was the beauty of, of, of that. So the body appreciates balance, always balance in nature. And that's one of the reasons I think that the mitochondrial studies have been so profound is, is that everything is being delivered in balance in energized fashion. And, uh, you know, the, the body doesn't have to work so hard to get the job done. Yeah, I agree with you on the, the hydrogen water. That's why I've never had anyone on the podcast talking about hydrogen and rich water because it just never really made a lot of sense to me, you know, in huh. that you, this, like you said, the Wata, you need oxygen and hydrogen. It's not, it's like taking soy protein isolate, you know, your yeah. body has to work way harder than say having like um, a whey protein that has all the, the cofactors needed to digest everything in that. The yeah. water is the same way it needs to be whole. And so you need oxygen and hydrogen, not just hydrogen. Correct. Yeah. Yep. There's the go. So, you know, we're impressed with the balance of it and our bodies are not having any of these other imbalanced products. They are great therapeutically and, you know, testing and they're, the athletes love the hydrogen rich water. It helps them with recovery and everything else, but I think they just haven't had Wata. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Themselves too. Yes. So given so, the opportunity, the body makes the choice. Yes. Yeah. And so I just really encourage everyone to try Wata, especially if you're ill, especially if you're chronically fatigued, you know, you need energy, you need oxygen, you need hydrogen. And the, the water also has protein, protons in it as well, that really helps to revitalize people. It's just absolutely amazing on so many levels. And so what, so Mary, why don't you, or MJ, why don't you tell us a little bit more about um, your website, your book, your work, and where, where we can learn more about you? Well, Melanie and I, I think I said we wrote this book to give people, you know, some choices about how they could energize and structure their water and do it very easily with the right background so that just a little bit of understanding. And uh, so the front end of the book is uh, 
is the basics. You know, here's the way nature does this. Here's how you can kind of emulate nature. And the second half of the book is, you know, here are lots of products that have been developed, some of them very simple, some of them expensive, but here's how you can use those. Here's how you can use the earth stones. Here's how you can use, you know, plants. Uh, homeopathy is based on the fact that water becomes structured, you know, and transfers information. You know, water is a great information transfer. So we, we developed then the, the website, which is an educational website. We've got lots of articles on there, and including this three-part article that we wrote on Wata, which is our deepest research since we actually published the second edition of Dancing with Water. So dancingwithwater.com is our work, and, uh, you know, water is our future. Our idea is to, is to really help people begin to develop a deeper conscious relationship with water. Your whole idea of speaking words to the water, you know, that was Dr. Emoto's idea. And that honestly is big. If you can hold your glass of water to your heart and let the fields of energy interact for a minute, that water works better for you because you have allowed that energy interaction to go on. So, you know, that's our message to the world is we'd like, we'd like to help people just understand how to step up to the dance and uh, get water to the, to the dance floor in a new way. Yeah. And I, that's why I use so many podcasts on water, because this is the very like basic foundational thing you have to get right. If you want to be healthy and live a long time and look good when you get old and, you know, have the energy that you want, the brain function, you have to be hydrated and it can't just, you know, and you need to do that for life. And people drinking just say a regular bottle of spring water, thinking they're doing the right thing. And there's way more to it than just that. There's a lot more things that we talked about on the show that you can do to improve the hydration and utilization of that water. So, so lots to think about and chew on here. And if you guys want to try some Wata, uh, you can go to amazon.com and order it or aquanew.com, just how it sounds, A-Q-U-A-N-E-W.com. Don't buy it anywhere else. Uh, someone, one of my clients told me they bought it from China and it ended up being a lot cheaper than buying it directly from the company. So buyer beware, there's someone in China copying uh, copying the Wata. So don't be fooled by the price, uh, the sh cheaper shipping. Um, you know, of course it's a crazy China, they're always copying everything and just printing it. So be careful, just only get it on amazon.com US or aquanew.com. Just wanna make make sure so nobody else is fooled like my, my client was. Very good, very good. The Aquanew <laughs> people are good people. Yeah, they're they amazing. They are good people, yeah. I love them, uh, Rob Gorley and his wife, Dana. Um, well, MJ, thanks so much for coming on the show. And uh, thanks welcome. for, you know, giving us information about your work and your expertise on water and your your testimony and your research about Wata uh, as well. Uh, so uh, again, thanks so much for coming on the show. And everyone, I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Thank you so much for joining me and uh, taking the time to, uh, to you know, spend time with me every week where I bring you experts from around the world because I want to give you those pieces of the puzzle, those a couple, you know, little bit of, you know, tidbits of information to help you upgrade your health because you do deserve to feel good. Uh, I've been doing this for 10 years and it's just been such a joy and a privilege and I have a lot more work to do. I'm not going to be stopping this podcast anytime soon. Hopefully I'll go to 20 years or even 30 years. Let's see how, let's see how the, how things pan out here, but I have a lot more to say. So thanks for tuning in. 
The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.